tech, you better get some insurance on me, baby. Lovers, welcome back to Richmond's most decorated podcast, Views from the Treehouse. I'm your host, Andy Thompson, and with me, as always, is Matt Perry, my fellow Riverside Outfitters co-owner. Today, we've set a high bar for ourselves, Matt. We're going to make insurance interesting. You ready for this? <laughs> I know. That's a, that's a high bar, but yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Here to help us with that is Charles Merritt. Charles is one of the co-founders of Buddy Insurance, a Richmond-based startup that offers outdoor recreationists, mountain bikers, whitewater paddlers, climbers, everyone, on-demand accident insurance. Charles, welcome. Thanks, guys. It's great to be here, gently swaying from side to side. I know. It's like a good... Uh, a good um Valentine's Day dance. Oh, it is. That's lovely. Just leave room for Jesus. <laughs> exactly. All right, um, Charles, let's um, help us understand what Buddy Insurance does. But I'm going to, here's how we're going to do it. All right. Your website describes you as the first and only on demand accident insurance yep. agency, company. Matt and I love to mountain bike. You're a mountain biker. You rode your bike here, which is super sure cool, by the way. Um, let's say Matt and I are planning a trip to Moab. We're going to go ride the, the Slick Rock for the first time in our lives before um, uh, Trump gives it away for people to drill, <laughs> which is a thing. Um, so it's yeah. a big trip. We're excited. Uh, but we figure we could get hurt, or at least I figure Matt might get hurt. So let's he goes to your site. Explain to us how the buddy model would work for yeah. us. So what's fantastic about what we did at Buddy, first, we wanted to serve the broad outdoor active community. Right. Mm-hmm. So rather than looking activity by activity mm-hmm. and you know saying, hey, you know what? Today you're going mountain biking out in Moab, so that's one price. Tomorrow you're canoeing you know, uh, you know, out on the flat water here. That's a different price. We're like, well, why don't we just take care of Andy? And why don't we just take care of Matt, recognizing that a lot of people in our community are going to be doing lots of different activities. So we actually looked at it from a holistic standpoint, and we did look at a number of different activities, their likelihood to send somebody to the ER or urgent care. So we pulled a bunch of NIH data. Um, and then uh, we, what's, what's so National NIH? Institute of Health. Okay. So they track like who went to that emergency room? Why did they say they're here? Okay. Uh, and okay. then we overlaid that with outdoor industry association data. Mm-hmm. So they have a ton of participation by sport, that, demographic. That gives like, you the market data you need. So right? yeah, so it right. kind of kind of helps us understand how many people are doing stuff. How many days are they out? Looking at some of the injury and accident data, like how many people had head injuries from cycling, right. and then you can kind of say, is it bigger than a bread box? Mm-hmm. And you know, we we made a bread box, uh, effectively. Right. So we wanted to be able to be as easy to understand and sort of egalitarian across different activities because we're the first people doing this. So there is no right answer. Right. Yeah. Um. So right now, you know, so far, so good. All right. So we're going to Moab. Yeah. We totally. come to your site. Yep. What happens? Yeah. So right now, what happens is that the website tells you because you live in Virginia and the Virginia Department of Insurance is still reviewing our product, we can't cover you. Okay. Uh, so it's state by state, what you state offer. State by state, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll do the very quick overview of the insurance sausage making process. Okay. Um, you know, the caveat is that there are lots of different ways to get a product to market. Okay. So I'll talk about our experience. Yeah. So um, 
Buddy is uh, an agent broker or uh, what's called a uh, managing general agent. Okay. So MGA for short. Okay. Um, and we had the idea for the product. Uh, so David J. Paul, who's our other co-founder, and right. myself. Who's um, David? David Vogelier is our technical co-founder. Okay. J. Paul comes from an insurance background. Um, he was a partner in a brokerage that was acquired by BB&T. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, J. also was on the board of the Capital Trail Foundation. Yep, I heard his um, name before. Yep. So, um, so J., you know, um, with his experience in the insurance world, sort of, uh, you know, married with what we saw among our fellow bikers, climbers, paddlers, uh, you know, how many times have you guys seen somebody's GoFundMe when like, oh shit, I got hurt. And yeah. Like, yeah, right, yeah, I need yeah. To pay the bills, right? Yeah. So that was kind of the aha moment for us where we're like, all right, let's build a fast and light way to prevent people from having to pass the hat after they get hurt. Yep. And so we designed the product so that people could get, um, you know, uh, accident coverage. So you send me an injury you had. Based on how badly you're injured, we write a check directly to you, mm-hmm. and you get to decide if you want to use that to pay for your, um, you know, for your hospital bills, which is what we expect most people to do, mm-hmm. or whether you've got other bills you need to cover. So, you know, I broke my leg. Okay, it's, so it's not just yeah. healthcare costs. Yeah. So that the you, that you cover. That's right. So the well, the injury that you have right. is what triggers the benefit. Mm-hmm. So for a compound fracture, broken leg, there is a dollar amount you get. Okay. Whether you have health insurance, whether you have no health insurance, no matter what your deductible is, we're writing you a check for that amount of money. Gotcha. Once you have that money, it is your money. And if you have bills from the hospital, like right. your deductibles or whatever that you need to pay, that's a great use for it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you have a zero deductible health plan or you've already met your deductible, then you've got some extra cash in your pocket and you can use that for whatever you want. So if you need to stay in Moab for another week because you're immobilized, you know, you could use it to offset some of that cost. But it becomes your money once we've uh, once we've paid you. Okay. And so, do I do do I do I apply for this insurance um, when I realize I'm you know once I plan a trip and I want some additional accident um, insurance? Do I just do I do I apply for coverage just for that specific trip, or am I applying for the year? For yeah. how does that work? So the way the the product is designed, you can get covered for any duration from a day up to a year. Okay. So if you specifically want to cover yourself for that week in Moab, awesome. Get the week duration. Uh, if you're somebody who's out here on buttermilk all the time, uh, or paddling the river, and you're like, man, it would just be nice to have this all the time, right? Then the annual plan is about fifty bucks a month for an individual, and it's just always on, so twenty four seven accident coverage. And that, and this could sit on top of whatever existing insurance you have. That's right. So health insurance, yeah, the the sort of core issue that we saw with health insurance is that the total cost of care, so like what it actually costs to pay for everything in the hospital, yep. has skyrocketed. In the last decade, mm-hmm. right? It's been an upward trend forever, but we've just hit this crazy inflection point. Mm-hmm. So health insurance companies have to make up the gap between your monthly premium and that cost. Right. And so the way that they've tried to fill this increasing gap, they can't just match premiums because soon we're paying $10,000 a month for health care. Right, right. For health insurance, right? Yeah. So uh, what they do is they increase deductibles. They you know decrease how much they're willing to pay in coinsurance. Yep. And more of that gets dumped on your plate. Yep. Right? And if you're healthy and active, and you go to your you know to your GP for the checkup, 
once a year and you pay 20 bucks or 50 bucks, you, you may not notice that. Mm. Right. Right. And so it could creep up on you for years and years and years. Yeah. And then suddenly you wreck, pop your collarbone out and you go to the ER for the first time and you find out you have a $7,000 deductible. Right. Right. And there's the GoFundMe. And there's the, the, uh, there's the $7,000 right. yeah. plus yeah. whatever else you owe. Right. 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 And so that was really the, the, the thing that allowed us to crystallize the idea of Buddy. And when we've now, you know, we've now been in the market about a year. And what we've seen is it's not only people who are looking to offset that high deductible um, health insurance cost that people that come to us. It's actually people who have experience with accidents previously. And they're like, there's a bunch of stuff that I didn't think about that I had to pay for out of my pocket when I got hurt. Right. Right. So it's the taxi or Uber to work when I can't drive. Right. It's childcare when I got to go get the MRI or x-ray at the hospital and sit there for half a day. Right. So those are all the things that start to add up. They're sort of the soft costs of, uh, of getting hurt. How, like, how, how do you guys fund all, all that underwriting? I mean, I assume that it's not just from premiums. I mean, how, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, so uh, we work with a reinsurance company. Mm-hmm. So uh, to go back to my, my sausage-making story. Yeah. So we have the idea for the product. Uh, we went and pitched a bunch of insurance carriers mm-hmm. um, and uh, reinsurance companies. Yep. So an insurance carrier is the entity that holds an insurance license in the U.S. Okay. And they actually have the contract. So when you get that contract, it's on what's called their paper. Yeah. And so they all get rated. um, So these are the, what, the Aetna's and the big companies. Aetna or an Aflac. uh, And then there are also some that you've never heard of. Right. So uh, we work with a company uh, for their paper called State National. Okay. Okay. They're owned by Markel. Right. uh, But State National effectively... Their business is just providing A-rated paper. Yep. And we work with Lloyd's of London mm-hmm. on the back mm-hmm. to take the risk. Okay. So Lloyd's is taking the risk on the back end. State National allows us to sell insurance in the U.S. Yep. And Buddy is licensed as an MGA or an agent. And so we're able to do the selling. I got you. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's how that all kind of fits together. Okay. Um, that is some sausage. That's some well, that so is, that's good stuff. We we've cut uh, a fair amount of fat out of the sausage. Really? So uh, in a lot of models, you'll have wholesaler, broker, agent, <laughs> whoever sitting between right. the actual contract and you. Yeah. Right? And in in Just, some situations, like that's actually super necessary because it's a crazy risk that you need expertise. And in some, it's purely an artifact of a land before time where everything was paper. Yeah. And you couldn't just type something in and have it show up anywhere on the planet. So since Lloyd's is backing you guys, then yeah. I guess they have quite a say in what you're willing to to take on in terms of risk. Yeah, so it's definitely a, a two-way street. And with anybody who's going to be putting their money up, yeah. um, we've got to be willing to flex. Mm-hmm. And they also have been very willing to flex because we know our customer, we know the market. Yeah. Um, and so it's a it's a negotiation conversation i mean so So. do you think this is a whole new model like a whole new statistical model for them um that you're basically helping them build so in terms of you know is this a new model for them absolutely Mm -hmm. you know what we're doing here uh we've seen maybe one or two other products one in asia one in europe that are similar in some ways Mm -hmm. uh in the u.s market the ability for an individual to buy a day of accident insurance we're we're the people doing it yeah, right. it's really it didn't exist kind of, until a year ago. Right? Not not that we had ever seen, ever found record of. It's world and, historic, Charles. Uh, it's it is it's a, Amer- North it's American at least, historic. It's at least North American cool. 
Right. Okay. Uh, so, and, so, so travel insurance existed. Yeah. Travel okay, insurance. If, if you're going to totally, go yeah. climb Kilimanjaro and you want some extra insurance, yeah. so, some companies would provide that for you. But that's different than what you're talking about. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of side by siding we can do with different things that exist. Yeah. Um, the high level travel insurance is generally designed to help you recover the costs of booking your trip if something goes wrong. The trip itself, right? So cancellation, luggage. Oftentimes they will have overseas medical. Um, So there there are medical benefits for a lot of travel insurance products. Okay. That wasn't the problem we were trying to solve. Right. Most travel insurance requires you are 100 or 150 miles from home for it to be effective. Oh, is that right? right? Okay, okay. And sometimes the, the medical benefits are excess medical. So therefore, after your health insurance maxes out and stops paying, yes, right. then that benefit Which doesn't in. help you defray the cost of your deductible. That's right. Uh-huh. And so we're, we're thinking about the first dollar, not the like infinity, right. yeah. you know, long tail dollar. Right, right, right. right. Getting um, back to Matt's point about yeah. <clears throat> Lloyd's of London and just, I guess I'm fascinated by how you assess risk. I mean, Matt and I yeah. are different mountain bikers. One of us might be more cautious. One of us might be uh, just crazy, right? And yeah. you're in or a different had place. prior injuries. Prior, like, prior injuries. Your, like right. if I get, separations. you know, if I get life insurance, a nurse is coming to my house, she's taking blood, she's, you know, checking my heart rate and blood pressure. Yeah. You're not doing any of that. How, how do no. they... How do they assess those risks? Yeah, so it's the law of large numbers, right? Mm -hmm. By saying, look, we've got a a discrete community that we're going after. Mm -hmm. They're generally active. They're generally healthy. And, you know, for you guys, when you go out, you're not trying to get hurt, are you? Right. Right. And so when you look at a traditional accident, like an AFLAC accident policy, it's an annual policy. It excludes a lot of fun stuff. They'll reduce your benefit if they determine you're being risky. But a lot of the claims that they pay are like, I slipped and fell in the shower. Right. Yeah. Right. And so there's really very little bearing. And those products also are, are what's called guaranteed issue. Right. So there's no underwriting there either. It's just like we have looked at this population and so we think here's the likelihood. slip and shower. Ah, right? okay, That's right. Okay. And right. so, uh, you know, for us, we like that because it makes it easy to say, hey, guess what? It's 972. Right. For you, for you, and you. Yeah. Yes, so, totally simplified. But, yeah. but it sounds like Aflac can do that because they have tons of data from you know, decades and decades and this seems new. And so, how, yeah. I, so why can't they do this? So why, no, how, how can you do this? Without, how can we do it without, without reading yeah. which data, data are you? on this, po- on this yeah. population? So, you know, we have enough data to make an assessment. Okay. Initially we track absolutely everything that happens over time. Yeah. Right. So we know what activities you're doing, what you tell us, you know, as part of the registration process, Okay. like, Hey, I'm going mountain biking or whatever. And that doesn't affect the pricing, mm-hmm. but we just, put that in our database yep. and then over time we're learning. So, um, so was, but was that you at the beginning going to Lloyd's of London and saying, or, or the intermediary and saying, all right, look, here's what the national Institute of health. Yeah. It was, the, it was that basically was, yeah, selling so, them with that data. Yeah. Right. So we went and we were like, cool. here's what we think it is. Right. Yep. Uh, we pulled existing like boring annual accident products that you get through work. And mm-hmm. we put up, um, you know, side by side, what do they charge for the annual plan? So we had a, a price point for an annual plan for accident insurance with different kind of benefits. Generally, they're covering the slip and fall type stuff. Um, and so they will exclude like organized competition. Right. So, well, shit, that's the fun stuff. So if like, I go, want to cover that. Yeah. So do you cover those things? Oh, yeah, like yeah. if I go organized to the SM100 yeah. mountain bike race in Shenandoah Mountain. Okay. Totally good to go. I can get yeah. that for so that day. For the only things that we weren't able to get Lloyd's to cover uh, were the category of things where you are falling to your death without an attachment point to the earth. 
So base jumping, okay. wingsuiting, skydiving, um, free solo climbing. Bouldering is mm-hmm. totally good. Right. But once you get over that sort of like 30 feet bouldering threshold right. and you're like free solo, no ropes, right. like, sorry, Alex. Like, <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> right. That's why all your friends are dead. That's right. right. That's <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, and then because something in their past really scarred these people over in London, they will not cover you if you're running with the bulls. So that's awesome. Just, <laughs> so the that's, media it's like, that. Yeah, they're just like, guys, this one thing that happens one day in Pamplona, Spain, we will not cover. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, what is going on? So that's now hilarious. I, of course, like, now you gotta go. I gotta yeah. go do it and figure out how to like right. cover it in the next version of our product. Yeah, that's right. That's so, um, so yeah, that's that's sort of how we put it all together, and we're learning over time. So why 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 is it taking this long for this product to exist? Why? Yeah. Why has it taken this long? So there are a couple factors that I think um, have really made this the right time for us. So traditional insurers, they are making tons of money hand over fist. Yep. They have a model that relies on all those people in the middle of the value chain yep. to make money. Yep. So they're not going to build a model that cuts them out. Mm-hmm. because These are the soon- people not getting hurt. Uh, no, sorry, the, the people in the distribution model. Okay, gotcha, so the wholesalers, gotcha. brokers, okay, agents. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the, the person comes to sell you supplemental insurance during benefits enrollment at your workplace, that person doesn't work for Aflac. Right. Right? Yeah. They work for the agent who gets their stuff from the wholesaler or broker who then has the Aflac contract behind them. Yeah. Well, as soon as Aflac says, hey, we want to go do this, it's going to be direct to consumer. That person goes over to Chubb. And yep. stop selling the Aflac product. Yeah, right, right. right. So it cuts off that cash flow. So yep. they haven't been incentivized to think about that yet. Yep. And then secondarily, the way that we've designed our product to have more of the benefits paid out up front is new. And yep. we're responding to the changes in the health insurance and healthcare marketplace. So that really is just starting to land now. Yeah. And a lot of the existing products, have been, I mean... I would not be shocked if some of these products were filed in the 80s originally or 70s or before. So what is the compet I mean what is your competitive landscape look like um, in the future? Are you worried that companies are going to see that you guys are very successful doing this assuming you are and then does that and then crowd in and does that does that make a difference or is that a good thing for you guys? Yeah, I mean I think um, yeah, I think Mimicry is a great form of compliment. Yeah. Um, and we've already seen another insurance technology startup uh, change course from what they were doing. And now they're doing something that looks a lot more like what we're doing. Right. Right. Yeah. Where are they based? So they're based in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. So that adds a little fuel to the, to oh, the fire, yeah. I would imagine. I mean, we're, you know, I look around our team and we've, so Jay Paul, you know, right. he's got a fantastic, uh, he's like, OGX Terror Racer. Right. He's out ice climbing in Uray right now. Is he really? Yeah. That's so uh, cool. And so, like, and then Casey, who we just hired from Allianz, he just ran the Leadville 100. Oh my God. Um, so, like, we've got a bunch of people who are down to compete. Gotta get yeah. these guys on and the and podcast. Like, yeah. And like, we're, and, like, we're willing to go grind it out. So, yeah, right. Um, yeah, I'm going to go put up my best in the, the Monster Cross this weekend. But Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Pocahontas. Yeah. Very so, cool. Uh, hopefully, my knee will, like, oh, right. be working. I'm so mad about that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it'll blow up but you'll i mean the new, well, it'll, it'll be yeah fun. so I'm, I'm i'm really on the track for the um the appalachian journey actually in april oh nice uh so uh that's that's the new race that uh, gordon wadsworth's putting on out in floyd what okay. is it? Yeah, yeah describe it what is yeah it? so it's um it's a gravel race the long distance is 110 miles 
There's a, a, a 60 some and a 36. Okay. And it's it, like fire roads, fire roads. Um, I have not ridden the whole course yet, so I've got to do that between now and April. Okay. Um, but it's a lot of like really nice hard pack. There's some dirt. Uh, What's the elevation gain? Or net so it's twelve thousand over the, nice. the like the 11. SM, yeah, right yeah. around the same as SM. Um, and so I'm actually racing uh, as a two man team uh, with Max Pendergraph. Oh, you're no kidding way. me! Yeah, oh, that's so cool. Our Max, old friend. Uh, yeah, so Max from and three I, podcasts uh, ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So Max and I are going to go uh, put up our best effort out there. Nice. That's awesome. And um, yeah, see what we can get done. So that's awesome. from that uh, marketing perspective, I was thinking, you know. You sort of told us about how the product works mm-hmm. and the history of it. I guess the next step, I would imagine, you talk about competing. You know, with yeah. whoever is out there is, um, you know, maybe it's something that hasn't occurred to people that they need because totally. it hasn't existed, right? Like yeah. it's one thing to, um, you know, like that there's demand sitting there waiting for it. It's another to have to sort of create the demand, right? Like, totally. Um, what's that like, and how are you going about that? Yeah, so I am definitely ready to open up my Google Analytics and see the treehouse bump. Right. Uh, from, <laughs> Get ready. From, uh, oh, it's coming. It's that's coming. right. right. Um, so, uh, you know, in, in all we'll seriousness. We'll invoice you later when, you the, when the bump happens. Uh, so in, uh, in all seriousness, you know, the ability to go tell the story and mm-hmm. be part of the outdoor community authentically has really helped us over our first year test and learn. Has it? Yeah. So we've worked with uh, Mountain Bike Association of Arizona, some of the youth cycling organizations in Arizona and Colorado, yeah. uh, some team sports uh, tournaments, some soccer tournaments uh, in states where we're approved. And it's allowed for us to really figure out what our story is, what our messaging is, right. is and where we've kind of ended up at the end of 2019 is that being able to be part of a registration or sign-up process is a really great way to kind of say, hey, take a second. Check this Here's out. a way to protect yourself. That's really interesting. A couple bullet points. Check the box. Add it to sense. the transaction. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're now working with um, a couple of the booking platforms who provide. Like Bike Reg, have you worked with them? Uh, so definitely Reg, have, have talked to them. Okay. So how many states are you live in? How many states can you sell yeah. insurance? So we filed in 10. We're live in seven. Okay. Our business is licensed. So we've gone and through. Virginia's the, not one of them. That's got to be super annoying. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> is the short of it. Um, yeah. I, I think that, you know, we, we've put our uh, best efforts to communicate with the folks here uh, forward. And I assume and, it's where it's, it's where the your customer lives, not where they're going to go. Yeah. So once you're covered, you're good globally. Okay. Um, There are a few nuances. But it's your residence is what makes you eligible or not eligible. Yeah. If you're you're buying directly through us, if you're buying through a partner and we can place the risk through that partner in the state, basically the risk has to be located in a state in which we're approved. So your residence is the easiest way to do that. Okay. Okay. Uh, If you're doing a race that's in Arizona right? and you buy through that integration, we can say, okay, this risk is in Arizona because this race integration is for a race in Arizona. Okay. okay. So there, there are a so couple different flavors. So, so what's one state that you guys are licensed for now that you're operating in? Uh, so Arizona is the first one. Arizona. We've got great, great partners out there. Who's so, the most recent one? Uh, most recent is North Carolina, I think. Okay. Yeah. So I live in Virginia yep. and I'm going to do a race or spend a week riding in out by Asheville. Yep. Um, can I, can I purchase the insurance or no, because I reside in Virginia? Uh, so you can. From you. Yeah. So you, 
You can. You cannot do it through the website yet. Okay. So this is we're we're being very conservative with how we do this because it's regulated, um, and the last thing that we want to do early on is run afoul yeah. of you know get our wrist slapped, get fined, mm-hmm. open ourselves up to things that we don't want to have happen unduly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the short is uh, what we've decided is if you call us and we can we can verify like through some. Airbnb reservation or whatever that you're actually going to be in race that registration. That's right, right race right. registration. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, then then we can make that work manually okay. right okay. now. Okay. Um, eventually we'll be able to do that through software. Yep. Uh, and then in the hopefully next twelve months we'll be approved nationwide and it won't matter. But you said you applied in ten states. How do you, yeah. Are you applying more? What do you mean approved yeah, nationwide? So, yeah. Or so we're. Yeah. So we've we filed in ten states. Okay. Seven approved. Right. So we're working on uh, what changes we need to make for the second version of our product now. Okay. And then that will be filed across the whole country. The next like week. In the next, probably by the end of the quarter. Oh, wow, cool. that's amazing. If, if, we're, exciting. if we're tracking, yeah. Right. And so you think by the end of this year, you could be operating in all 50? Uh, let's call it 75% just because some of them take a long time. Okay. Well, so really? for example, well, we filed in 2018 in Virginia. <laughs> nice. So Virginia's gonna be your last one. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure that the uh, the state regulatory infrastructure came over on three wooden ships from England. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. How many customers and do you frustrating. have? Frustrating. Uh, so we're up to just over 300 now. Okay. So and they can be a customer for a day. They can be a customer in perpetuity. It doesn't matter to you. Yeah. That's right. So and that, we, what we're seeing is for our customers who buy shorter terms, about 30% of them come back and buy again. Buy again. Okay. And so we're getting really great repeat utilization. Yeah, that's great. So now the, now the game for us really is about getting the pilots up and running with the booking platforms. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to access much greater scale. Okay. So it's, I mean, it sounds like you're, you're far enough into this that for the, you know how to make the sausage. Now it's about getting the word out, right? Yeah, now it's that's about... Right. That's right. So we've gone through like kind of dialing in product market fit. Now, you know, our team is in the probably in the next week we're going to test a partnership with a booking platform that does uh, almost 10 million bookings a year. Wow. So that's like, exciting. We're going to something's going to happen. <laughs> um and but then it's about I guess fine tuning because that's a sales pitch of a of a kind, right? Yeah. I mean, right. if you were Aflac, you got the duck, and you know, like people know Aflac. Yeah. Um, is that outside of okay? So booking platforms is one that you found so far that works. What else? Yeah. How else do you guys? I mean, there's definitely been articles like Outside Magazine has had articles. But obviously, press is nice. Yeah, press um, is great. Is it? Is it all kind of um, bootstrapping it that way, or you guys? Do you guys have a marketing ad budget? What? Uh... Yeah. So we're in the so first half of the year. We're proving out a couple things. One is that filing across cross country. Right. Uh, two is getting pilots up and running with booking platforms. Then we're going to go raise uh, around a funding for growth capital. Okay. So at that point, we'll be turning on. That's still to come this year. That's right. Right. So that's still to come. Uh, we're figuring out the timing, how much money, um, but you know our team has uh, fairly fairly deep backgrounds in the marketing advertising world, and right. so we're really excited to be able to actually flex some of those muscles. Right. Um, but you know we've been dialing into the product and, and the distribution and the technology and all the things that 
you, you can spend a ton of dollars uh, polishing turds if your product's not right. Right. Yeah. And, like, we don't want to be in the business of turd polishing. Right. Yeah. But it sounds like you have, I mean, it sounds really valuable. I never really thought about it before in terms of even just covering this part of the deductible payments for uh, people who already have insurance and how that is just getting, you know, those high deductible plans are so much more prevalent nowadays. Yeah. Um, so I, initially I was thinking of it in terms of, you know, people who don't have insurance, um, which I mean, this um, obviously there's value there too, but for sure. yeah, I, I mean, it sounds like it's got a lot of value in that core product. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I think it's super cool. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're definitely excited about it. Um, and I think that when, I get most excited is just kind of, you know, we went out and, and we're on the ground in Arizona with the Mountain Bike Association out there um, and just talking to racers like pre-race and yeah. like, hey, this is the thing you could have, right? right. And uh, I actually get super excited when somebody sends us a claim, not because they're hurt, but I'm like, oh, we can help this person, yeah. right? right? Um, and so, you know, from our perspective, it's like, that's why we're business. Right. What, um... We actually haven't talked about the prices. So Matt and I go to Moab. Let's say we could be covered. You know, this yep. Virginia comes through. What are we spending? Yeah, if, for that uh, week trip. So it's about ten bucks a day. Okay. Uh, it'll come in around twenty five a week. Okay. Um, nice. And then twenty five bucks each for the week. Yeah, for an annual plan, it's fifty bucks a month. Okay. So yeah, twenty five bucks for the week. I mean, like it's I mean, why feels like a no brainer, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? You're I mean, taking I, this I don't big. Have a super high deductible but it's high enough where i might still do it yeah well <laughs> right. so our, our benefits cap out at fifty thousand dollars okay so right. you don't want any of the things to happen to you that earn you that right yeah but right. like that's dismemberment paralysis death right. um but it doesn't take much but, to to rack up a ten thousand dollar twenty thousand dollar bill no. these days no it really doesn't i mean shoot um f- uh, physical therapy alone is super expensive yeah right. and that's one of the benefits we built in specifically so we have a per session benefit for physical therapy up to 10 sessions. Nice. That's so awesome. that's one of the, the very specific things that we were like, we got to have that in there. Right on. What is, um, what's Richmond like as an ecosystem um, to invent and grow a business? I mean, like your business yeah. doesn't need to be based in Richmond in terms of what you sell. I remember having the same conversation with um, Buck from Outdoor Access. Yeah, sure. Probably sure, sure. Those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, why here? Well, Richmond, one, it's home. Right. Where, where we were when we started the company. Right. You had the um, idea here. We had the idea here. Right. Um, two, yeah, I think Richmond has great uh, sort of uh, Petri dish elements for ideas, right? Okay. You have a fairly diverse population. Right. Uh, lots of people, especially, you know, the last decade or so yeah. are, are not from Richmond. Yeah. Right. And right. so you get to talk to people with really great experiences from all over the world. Right. Um, so that's that's valuable. Valuable. You know, for us, what we do in particular, there are five publicly traded insurance companies a stone's throw from where we're sitting. Oh, right? wow. You know, you think about like Allianz is here, right. Markel is here, Kinsale Insurance is here, right. James River Insurance is here. Uh, all Geico's ads are run out of Shaco Bottom, right, right. right? So like there, there is actually a lot of subject matter expertise for us. Okay. Um, and with, with those companies plus like uh, the Capital One offices – with great university systems that you could, you know, two hour right. drive. So I went to school down in Chapel Hill. Right. Uh, you got everything from there, Virginia schools, DC schools. So there's great education. Right. Um, so in, in terms of the raw materials, there's a lot of stuff going on here that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I can pop out of my front door, go ride mountain bike trails, and be back in my house. I don't have to load up and 
right. you know, drive from Denver out into the mountains to do that. Right. Even though the Rockies are amazing, like right. this is every day right in front of my front yeah. door. Right. And one day soon you might be able to cover yourself. That's right. One day. <laughs> one day. So if, if the I may growth... have to move to another state <laughs> yes. just to cover myself <laughs> to, to come ride, and ride the buttermilk, buttermilk trail. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Perfect. That makes perfect if sense. Your, uh, if your goals happen for having all these states or most of the states cover you, I'm assuming you guys have like projections. What, how fast can and how big can this be? Yeah, I mean, look, if, if you think about AFLAC... Right. right, they're the current leader in supplemental insurance. Okay, they sell about thirty-two billion dollars of insurance each year. Okay, seems like if we eat a little bit of the duck, <laughs> right, we got a pretty good-sized business. Right, yeah, super cool. It is super cool. Um, I kind of want to bust into the final questions. What do you think? Let's do it. You ready? Right. Let's you, do it. You, you, strong finish. You, you ready for these? Have you listened to uh? Previous podcasts? Uh, I have listened to some previous podcasts, right. and I have, uh, in my typical format, done no homework. So. Oh, perfect. Good, good, that's good, what good. we like, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't that. want any well-scripted answers. Right. Um, that's, that's, that's no fair. All right, so here we go. Five questions, rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind. Uh, let's do it. Um, Rams or spiders? Rams. Why? Went to Brand Center. I'm alum. Ah, VCU guy. Nice. Okay. Right, okay. right. Okay, good. Easy. Uh, all right, and um, they and they beat Duke that one time. That was so nice, and as a Tar Heel, uh, right, I also right. enjoyed that. A couple days ago, that was painful. Last weekend, that was Heel, uh, that man. was a eyeball gouger of a, uh, of a finish against Duke. So, yeah, your Tar Heels now have one of our local um, high school boys playing for them. Yeah, down Trinity there. Kid, uh, Baycott, that's, right? That's right, that's right. Armando. Um, okay, uh, what are you currently binge watching? Oh man, uh, The Outsider. Mm. And then watch the first episode of McBillions, and I have a feeling that that's going to be. We just watched the first episode last night, my wife yeah. and I. That's hilarious. Yeah, and uh, it's awesome. Dude, Dave, though, he's a or Doug, Doug. Oh, the FBI, yeah, the FBI agent. Guy? Oh my god, he gets his own show. That he, guy. Yeah, but like, how does he still work for the FBI? Right. right. Like he's like just Matt, popping have you seen off. This? It's yeah. about it's a documentary about the McDonald's um, million mega uh, not, the Monopoly game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember okay, that? okay. Remember I, do, I do, games? I do, I do, I do. And yeah. this like incredible uh, fraud that oh, took really? place related to the game. I know one episode in, so I don't know that much. But okay, yeah, yeah. cool. So uh, I have a feeling that's going to be a binge watch yeah. for however many right, episodes are running. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you currently? Uh, what is your f- current fave um, local alcoholic beverage, whether it's beer, or cider, or whatever? Yeah. So um, the beginning of this year, I actually cut the booze out so, oh man I'm, dry uh, annuary dry drying out because i've got to get to uh got to get to this goal in april of riding 110 miles and going up and down 12,000 feet so is it and, like a uh, weight loss reason or yeah, is it so just it's, like it's i like, feel better it's, it's weight loss and also i feel better training and right. like i've been ramping up my cycling volume pretty aggressively okay. so like so what's the first beer you're gonna have once you cross the finish line oh god uh hopefully there's going to be something cold there, and I'm probably just going to down that really fast. Uh, but right. then when I get back to Richmond, it's probably still going to be a, a Falcon Smash. Falcon <laughs> Smash. There it is, folks. Right on. Easily the leader in the clubhouse. The beer of adventures. Yeah. That's right. Um, okay. Uh, what is your favorite curse word? Man. So 
I have a, I like fuck is so easy to use, right? right? Yes, and it's uh, it's a fucking dynamic word, right? Um, it is. You know, it's a noun verb. Uh, you right. can use it as an adverb, adjective. Totally. Um, but I also I also have some respect for some of the milder and more creative. Oh yeah, uh, that's so what? the uh, uh, ass hat, douche nozzle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, some of those things. Those are nice to keep in the repertoire. One of my favorites um, from the Onion we used to use was Dick Basket. Dick Basket, that's Dick a good basket. one. Dick Basket. And this is why your friends can't listen to this podcast. That's right. With, with their, their kids. children with their in the kids. car. That's, that's right. right. God, Andy. If, you, if um, the kids make it all the way to this point, they've earned these curse words. <laughs> that's right. If a 10-year-old still listening to that's, this one. Yeah, that's a good that's point. Right. So, yeah, just keeping some of those those classics in the back pocket. Yeah, no, it's good. It's nice. Yeah. That's good. Um, okay, so many years down the road, uh, you ride your mountain bike off a cliff. You're probably 100 by that point, so you're old. It's going to be. Um, it, it may even be, like, intentionally. Right, um, be fun. You're um, right. gonna enjoy this. Blaze of glory. That's right. right. And um, you die. You meet Saint Peter at the pearly gates. Um, what would you like to hear him say to kind of sum up your life and and uh, take you out? Man, you know, I think um, my kindergarten teacher probably instilled this in me uh, pretty well, and it's become a maxim. I think that I live by that is leave things better than you found it. Right. And on. like as long as that's kind of something I can hang my hat on at the end of the day, I think I'll be happy. 